The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, the draft has completed. Some like to call it the Lions Super Bowl, but we don't like to call it that here. We like to call it the next step to the actual real Super Bowl. The Lions, a lot of controversial picks. Um, we had our emergency podcast last week about DJ Hawkinson pick. So we'll have our reactions to the rest of the draft and the undrafted free agents. And believe we can get out some, uh, some of those grades that people love to give out. This is a fun little exercise. And then we'll also discuss a uh, certain bet that was made a couple podcasts ago during our mock draft. Uh, also controversial. We'll have to go back to the tape on that one. But we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we know the draft is over, but we hope you continue to come in every week. We'll still have content. And we're just we're just really excited about the summer and what we can do as the Lions team prepares for their Super Bowl run in 2020. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And now, time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rub Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, the draft has finally completed. There's Bob, Rudd Dog, and UJ on the this week. What up? Big Z. And gents, the draft is over. Uh, we had our immediate, we had our emergency podcast, but we didn't get one opinion on that pick, and that's Bob. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I want I want to get your opinion on the TJ Hawkinson pick to start yeah, off we, this draft we, recap podcast. We scheduled a podcast that night, and you guys got so excited. You did the podcast before I could even get on. But, but uh, well, some of us were excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're excited in one way or another. But uh, uh, I like the pick. It, I I wanted uh, you know um, 
Devin White, who was gone. And it yeah. sounds like from what Quinn's saying, I don't even I don't even know if they would have taken him. But uh, right. But uh, I, I like the Hawkins thing. So what I really wanted was a playmaker in the first round, and I think we got one here. And that and Stafford needs having no uh, tight ends last year. Basically, was not a good uh, formula for Stafford. So I think it's going to be a, a great pick. Yeah, and, and and again, I just lo- I love the idea of Jesse James and Hawkinson lining up in a two tight end set. I think that's really exciting from an offensive oh, yeah. perspective. And I was Surely just talking to a Seahawks. Strength. Yeah, I was just talking to a Seahawks fan today actually, and uh, he he mentioned Daryl Bevel how much he he liked him, and a lot of Seahawks fans liked him a lot. So I I I think his time just kind of wore out in Seattle, and I I think he has a lot of toys to play with here, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. And he's got Stafford, so. so well, yeah, yeah, the the best toy of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, but, he's a I weapon. Mean, yeah, I mean, we we had a, a lot of opinions to share about T.J. Hawkinson on our last emergency podcast, so we don't need to spend too much more time on him necessarily. But the, uh, the second round pick might be the most more controversial than the first round pick, uh, at least by uh, yes. reaction standards. And that was um, the 11th oh. pick in the second round, a man by the name of inside linebacker of Jelani Tave. Who? <laughs> Six foot two, two hundred fifteen pound inside linebacker from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Most mocks had him slated to the Lions second round. I think. Uh, oh no. None <laughs> yeah. Of them. yeah. Uh, uh, even a lot of like Lions beat reporters didn't know who this guy was. It, it was it was quite a remarkable pick I, in the in the moment. I love in the, the indignation. I love like the indignation like of when these these like so-called experts just totally fail to see a prospect like that. Like he just flew under the, so many people's radar because, you know, like he was injured his second half of his senior year and uh, didn't get to do all the postseason workouts and stuff. And then when they pick him, it's like, like they're like, Oh, this is terrible. It's so dumb. Like <laughs> it's just cause they don't know who he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> cause they didn't do it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I really didn't like during the draft though when we got totally dissed. They oh, were talk they were talking about that quarterback new. from and uh and and they said the pick is Lions pick is in, they picked it uh Giovanni today from Hawaii. And then they just went on talking and they just didn't say a damn word. I don't think they had anything prepared. They I don't think didn't. They knew what was going on. All the producers are looking around like what? Who? Yeah. Just keep talking about that quarterback guy. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. So, someone get saying, into the day four <laughs> draft film footage <laughs> it was, I, it mean, was this, I just this, felt dissed like a lions fan like you know i, I always oh, feel yeah. dissed on these things oh yeah this is me off yeah we might be a little sensitive to such things <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little so just a little more information on this guy is that he led his um team in tackles uh he and the guy the guy's like a tackling machine apparently i i've yet to watch some more of his film it, this is basically going off people that were aware of him and what they're saying he can struggle he can struggle in coverage at times but the guy uh definitely can play against the run really well and apparently has some versatility to come off the edge kind of like Devin Kennard. well z i watched some of his film and uh actually he he's big he's imposing he he hits hard and he, they had him playing all over the field. He was their best defensive weapon, and they moved him all over the place. So. It, it was funny. I right after they picked him, I, I you know naturally was like trying to find some footage of him. So I went and played the first YouTube highlight video that popped up, and I swear I have no idea who put this thing together. 
Every single play was him falling on, like, someone else's tackle. <laughs> it was like, who put this together? I'm like, what was this pick? Why did we draft this guy? Like, I don't, I don't know who put this video together. I mean, there was a couple better ones. But I, I think he's the kind of guy you got to look more in depth and watch, like, a full game footage to really appreciate. Then I don't know if he necessarily pops in, like, the highlight sense in college. Because I, I – Actually, our undrafted guy I was watching from Clemson actually pops more, has some more highlight plays. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? But, yeah, he he seems to fit. uh, You know, it sounds like Quinn has a certain – and Patricia have a certain model of a guy they want. And that's why – I mean, Devin Bush is a great uh, linebacker, but it doesn't sound like they want a guy like him who's super fast and uh, smaller. They want a a big guy who can knock people down. Well, I feel like the big comparison is uh, Donta Hightower on the Patriots. That's like that's the position he would play, the bigger linebacker that's right. not necessarily going to be running with receivers or tight ends, but he's going to bang it in the trenches and free up some of the other more uh, fast linebackers and like uh, stuff to do some different things. And give the Lions credit for knowing what they wanted. I mean. They know what they want, and they're going after it with confidence. And uh, it kind of gives me confidence, too. I think uh, I like, kind of like what they're doing. And I like that Dante yeah. Hightower uh, comparison, actually. He's a 6'4", 270 linebacker for the Patriots. The Patriots love converting these, like, super heavy guys into linebackers and because uh, they can rush uh, off the edge and they can hold a block. I thought he was only, like, uh, 260, on but holy crap, 270. Still, that's more than uh, – Yeah, no, it's huge. He's a big dude. Yeah. But yeah, like they, I like, yeah, they can do that one special thing, and that's they can shut down the run on the inside, and a lot of other people do different things. Yep, I mean, if you look at you yeah. know, Kyle Van Noy and uh, Teddy Teddy Bruschi, those are also big linebackers as well that succeeded. True, in that system. Our defense is going to be about shutting down the run. Let's yes. face it; that's what we're about. Well, no, our front seven, like that's what I've like I've been coming to understand is it's our front seven is almost uniformly dedicated to shutting down the run first and foremost while they play more of like a nickel type set where like they have an extra de- like a, a safety or like a, an extra cornerback in there to, to play man defense and stuff to or man coverage it's it's an interesting concept and it worked in the super bowl you saw everyone saw what it did to the freaking rams when they couldn't get you know their running back game going right definitely yeah definitely and uh yeah they you know, some people thought that they reached for him, but, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, whose draft boards or what. Nobody ever will reveal that. But right. uh, even if he was a slight reach, I don't think he was much of a reach because it, it sounded like uh, he was going to go either late, later in that round or, or uh, the next round. And everyone's been so. freaking out about his 40 time, but he ran a similar 40 time to Terrell Suggs. I mean, you know, he, like, a lot of that stuff gets so blown out of proportion. What but everyone, everybody's got to have an instant reaction. That's part of the, of course, you know, the dress. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And well, it, no, it's just funny. It's funny sometimes, you know, like no a guy matter like this gets picked and they everybody just freaks out. The guy hasn't even gotten into well, rookie minicamp yet, let alone on the field. Well, and part of it is because there was like a lot of big names still yeah. out there. That oh, sure. yeah. And they're like, oh, got to get that guy, got to get that guy. And then, true, what? you didn't take one of my guys? It right. must be terrible. Hey, whether, whether you liked it or not, I can universally say we were all shocked at the pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I was certainly befuddled. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, one of the I best, definitely agree with that. One of the best thoughts I re- had, saw someone online mentioning was that, uh, you know, 
throughout all this, even like the one difference between like the media and the sports team, even if these guys like these so-called experts spend a lot of time on the film and really do study everybody, only the teams got the privy workouts with these pro like uh, with him. You know, only teams that chose to host him and work him out actually saw where he was and what he could do physically now. So it was, you know, the media wasn't able to get access to that kind of, you know. uh, And and Quinn was saying that that they part of the thing they look at is like who he worked out for, you know, who these guys are working out with, like who might be who might be targeting. Yeah. And so so they they had a couple teams they thought were going to grab him. So Mm -hmm. they. They went and got him. Quinn did give a few good clues on uh, the depths these guys go to do research. It's really, it's really quite amazing. <laughs> I don't doubt the, it. The I effort they put all. into the research. I mean, they know um, everything. It's with all that money on the line and all that, all your whole life yeah. dedicated to it, you better dive deep. That's why it's that's why the drafts are so fun. All these teams are like they just uh, they reach out to reporters and throw a bunch of smoke screens everywhere during the draft and make the other teams think something's going to happen. It's great. Well, isn't NFL kind of like Game of Thrones if you think about it? Kind of, right? <laughs> I mean, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> just, that actually anyway. might get us a lot of recognition. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody dies. No, <laughs> well, let's move on to the third round draft. Okay. Pick. And this was another guy I was not completely aware of coming into the draft. Um, and we picked a little later in the third round. But in the 17th pick in the third round, we went with Will Harris out of Boston College, a 6'1", 207-pound safety. Traded um, up to get him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we trade up. It's so a clearly guy in the Lions' radar. Or safety, a, a solid special teams prospect for sure, at the very least. Uh, but the guy ran a four four one forty. Nice. Uh, Thirty six and a half inch uh, vertical and uh, six point nine three cone drill. So not bad um, measurables by any means. And, and Pascaloni uh, knows him well. Yes. So. Yes. He. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even think that. recruited him and coached him for a little bit at Boston College. So good point on that one. Yeah, his production wasn't quite up to, you know, what some of the more elite guys were. But, his, like you said, his physical numbers were amazing. So, I think he fits what Patricia's done to trying to do with his size and, you know, speed. Well, if he can progress as fast as Tracy Walker, we could have some really talented young safeties in the near future that are contributing yeah. at a high level. Definitely. No doubt. It's nice to have that speed. Oh, yeah. You can't teach speed. He did have 75 total tackles this year from the safety position. Only one um, interception on the year, and not. Well, he's and more only... of like a box guy, right? Like he, he's more like a strong safety, I thought, right? Like, I mean, with that size, I, I would, I would definitely think so in those type a... of tackle numbers. Yeah, so I mean, you don't expect too much ball hawking from that position. Yeah, uh, he he played uh, sophomore year to senior year of college, so he he's, he has a lot of. Uh, Playing time, and he's ready to take up to the next level, hopefully. But I, I, I definitely like his prospect on special teams because God only knows we need help on special teams after. And last he was elite. In, he was True. elite in coverage units in college. Dude, he like would stifle return games. Oh, co- oh, special teams coverage. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's what I yeah. Coverage units. Yeah. yeah, coverage units. He would get down as a gunner and stuff. He was, like, he was elite. He would, he would just shut shit down. That's like the defense against the dark arts position, the, the gunner position on the Lions. Those guys get cut every week. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Last Don year. Carey. <laughs> right. 
Um, here's another pick that I'm really excited about, the fourth-round pick the Lions made. And this was oh, the yeah. fourth guy on the Clemson D-line. Uh, they had three guys go early in this draft, but a little unknown guy. And you know what? Sometimes that little unknown guy ends up being the one that's most notable in the end. And that's D-end Austin Bryan, 6'4", 271-pound D-end out of Clemson. Uh, he he has an excellent track record. He played half the year last year with a uh, torn pectoral muscle. He played through it to win the national championship, so you got to respect this guy at the very least. I like that toughness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, plus he's a lineman from Clemson. I mean, right? Yeah. Say, right. no, say no more. Hey, we got a Clemson lineman. Yeah, because <laughs> they're all good. Yeah, the, yeah, the, knock on guys, the, the, the knock on him a little bit is that he plays a little too high at times, but you would well, hope he, that can be he, taught he, out of him. He won't be able to smoke that stuff in the pros. So. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's legal in Michigan. Though, oh! So. oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, did you guys did you guys all like this pick? I yeah. thought it was pretty good, yeah. At the fourth yeah, round, like- as you know, you start yeah. to not really know everyone who's available, and yeah, I mean, it's a solid prospect. Six, I like that. Two seventy one, good size, yeah. and he addressed the need. You know, we, we we did need a couple edge guys at least to develop depth wise, especially. And yeah, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, we and trade, he knows how to win. Yeah, we, winner. We traded back in the fourth round to get him uh, an extra six round pick in this year's draft as well. So, and we'll discuss okay. that pick in a moment. But yes. Arguably, uh, at least a lot of draft experts' favorite Lions pick in this draft as far as value and where he's I drafted. I love this pick. Um, the fifth round, a guy we mentioned on this podcast, actually. Uh, so I want to give credit to uh, Adam for actually bringing him up on the podcast. He That's was my third-round pick in my mock draft. What? Wait, he was? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But a little well, a few we... rounds early. <laughs> oh. Uh, so Amani Aruwarie. I got it. Amani Oruarie, a 6'2", 205 quarterback out of Penn State. This guy's long. He's lengthy. The knock on him is that he um, maybe shies away from helping in the run support a little bit. But his measurables and uh, his coverage skills on the outside are are exceptional. Yeah. From all, everything I've read about him. I kind of agree with the experts on this one. Uh, just for sheer value, this is probably the, our best pick in the draft. I think we got a great player here at a, <laughs> a very good yeah. spot in the draft. The funny thing I don't know I why find... he dropped, but he... no, go, go ahead, Jay. you got it. I was just saying I don't know why he dropped, but he, he seems to fit like uh, the bill for somebody who could play against Slay for years. You know, once he uh, gets yeah. his legs under him. Yeah. I, uh, the funny I thought it was funny that if it had gone down in reverse and you had switched Tavai and him in positions. It, it probably would have been less shocking. <laughs> like, if we had done yeah. it in the second round, it, people would have been like, okay, well, like, his measurables were all there. He played at a big university. Every, he was on everyone's radar, but, you know, a lot of people weren't sure about him, but maybe they saw something we didn't. But, you know, like, we picked him in the, yeah. him in the fifth round instead. <laughs> like, I just think that kind of thing is funny, how that works in the draft. I know. We might have gotten a bargain here. Yeah, I hope so. I, we hope so. Yeah, he, he had seven interceptions the last two years in college, so – I mean that that's exceptional, especially in the Big Ten. We have some good quarterbacks. Unless he, unless four of those are like against U of I or something. I don't know who no, they're against. But he's <laughs> awesome in jump balls, though. Like I was watching some of his highlights, and the dude gets up. I mean, he's got that long frame, and then that the hops. Like he, 
jump balls are not going to be something you want to be throwing near him, I think. Yeah. No, we we love this pick. Uh, your favorite pick of the draft, Red Dog? Uh, best value pick, maybe. Okay. I like it a lot. Fair. Best value pick, for sure. So, in the sixth round, the 11th pick in the sixth round, uh, if you guys are not aware, Old Dominion never had a player drafted in this uh, in the NFL draft ever coming into this year. Now, there was an Old Dominion defensive player picked earlier in the draft, but the second one picked was by the Detroit Lions. His name is Travis Fulgham out of Old Dominion. He's wide receiver, 6'3", 215. And by all accounts, he's a very raw but very athletic wide receiver. Perfect and, uh, guy to go under uh, – what's his name? Marvin Jones. He's like a young Marvin Jones. And definitely someone that can compete with T.J. Jones and the uh, – for the roster spot for certain. Does it seem like a theme developing here with the, the, these tall, big receivers it does. Uh, that, that we're trying to develop? We, now we got two big tight ends. We get tall, big receivers. I mean, with the exception of Amendola, but uh, <laughs> I mean, we're getting some big, tall targets for Stafford. I like how the Lions were like, por que no dos? And they went and had uh, signed his buddy from Old Dominion and undrafted. <laughs> got two Old Dominion receivers now coming into the team this year. Yeah. Was Paris Campbell not available? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he, was long, he was long gone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but in the second round, he might have been available. Well, he was a lot closer than he was to getting drafted in the first round. Like uh, Big Some Big people claimed it was obvious he was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he, he said uh, – I believe Big Z said he wouldn't be available in the second round for the Lions. I said the Lions yeah. wouldn't choose him. Uh, uh, I don't think that's uh, where it was way. going there. Uh, so there's sure, no way he would sure he be lost there. The bet. Hey, look at the tapes. Read, look at the tapes. And and the bet is <laughs> Big, Z Big Z's can eat some bull testicles. Hey, we were we were looking at bull testicles uh, before the pick, and uh, they're they're expensive. <laughs> They are. Well, and you maybe know what? we can all pitch I, in. I, I, you I know, know what? They're such a yeah. delicacy. Hey, yeah, they're big, Toozy. They're really big, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, I, didn't, I, I, didn't real, I didn't realize how big they are. They're huge. I, like, <laughs> I know, like, on, I, I was mentioning that bull on Wall Street. Like, th- they put the nuts on that bull. <laughs> they, they look those, like the size of a... Huge. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think in the next couple of weeks we have to do a podcast where Big Z eats them on the air. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wait. We we haven't gone Big back Z. on the official tape. Except your. your I don't think this is about you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we're we have to go is. back and look at this. But we'll I'll let... click them on the on my trigger. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? You you act like I was an idiot for even saying it was possible to get him in the second round. Well, that, right. was, my, that was my fault. I, I, I read one mock draft before, right before the podcast, and he was up in the first round in that mock You said draft, we, we might as well just pick Quinn and Williams in the second round. Yeah. 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 I well, think we, well, I, we, we could have. On principle, I believe you should – I think you should follow through with this bet and yeah. your yes, loss. I think so. On principle? Here, here. Yeah. So whatever the – we need to go back to the tape on this. Let's continue. Let's continue. Come on. Let's continue. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So the other six round draft pick that we got, 
And this was from that tr- that fourth round p- trade for Austin Bryant, where we traded back. We got an extra sixth round pick from the Falcons. An interesting pick, not the running back. Um, I was expecting Lions to get by any means in this draft. Ty Johnson. Uh, th- this guy is a bl- trailblazer. Five eleven, two ten. He ran a four two two forty unofficially um, at his pro day. The guy can fly. He returned two kickoffs or touchdowns this year in Maryland. However, this guy was uh, averaging nine yards a carry last year, and they only had 70 carries this year playing behind a freshman running back in Maryland. He did average 7.7 yards per carry on those 70 carries. Uh, The Lions are just looking for someone explosive here with the potential uh, to just, you know, go through a seam. Right. I love it. We had something that we've been lacking is true speed on our offense for a while. I mean, I liked it when we used Agnew, you know, in some of those, like, jet sweeps and stuff. Oh, yeah. It would be nice to have a guy who can do it maybe on a little more regular basis without having to risk a good, uh, you know, a defender. Yeah, I think a six-round pick here was a good a good place to pick up a guy like this. It could become an X-Factor, you know I mean? With that speed that you just can't teach, man, I, he could become a factor for us, look hopefully. At, look yeah. at the last running back who ran that kind of speed did. Uh, Chris Johnson ran, a, you know, freaking set 2,000 yards. I mean, you never know. Yeah. You never know how these guys You can't have enough enough of those guys around, too, you know, because guys get banged up all the time. So, more depth. True. Yeah. True. I at least Maybe. look for this guy to make the roster as a kick returner, at the very least, I think. Big Z. He, I think that's the the number one uh, goal with him in mind, and hopefully they can develop him behind. Our yeah, team. that way they don't have to they risk monitor. Agnew back there, you know, Big, getting yeah. hurt. Big Z, do you hope he uh, knocks C.J. Anderson off the roster since you have an irrational hate for him? I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd see was, Zach Zenner off. It's sort I'm of a rhetorical trying, question. I knew the answer. Yeah, C.J. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted an answer anyway. CJ uh, Anderson. Uh, I'm not I think drinking he, like, a boo Kool-Aid on him. Spinning your beer once or something. <laughs> yeah. Something, something like personal that. with you guys. Something like that. So we have, Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, so the Lions did. had two more picks in this draft in the seventh round. And the Lions had one head end, and that wasn't enough. Michael Roberts, you're on notice because the Lions also drafted Isaac Nada out of Georgia, a tight end. Six three two forty four. Uh, this guy, he was he was uh, you know a reliable receiver. That's what he's, he was called in college, and he's a decent blocker. But he might be a good third tight end to have on the roster. Michael Roberts isn't going to pan out. I'd be surprised if he makes the team, honestly. Michael Roberts? No, not a. I think yeah. he's. I think he's got a good shot, just because Roberts has been so inconsistent. No, he's got a yeah. shot. I'm just saying. I think I'd be surprised. If Robert sees the writing on the wall and, and straightens his game out, you know, I think he'll be all right. But uh, I'm calling practice showed... squad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Rod Dog. I, I doubt he's going to crack the roster, but you never know. At I just very... think it's wide well, open you know. that position. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with his uh, injury history as well that can't be ignored. Mainly his injury history because he's shown flashes when he manages to stay healthy for small stretches flashes but he disappears as well and then... well yeah when he, he's not healthy enough to get any kind of you know regular and he, and he had some insubordination uh what was the last year churlish and insubordinate yes uh, <laughs> but he's got huge hands huge yep huge. <laughs> he, he does he's also had some tr- uh travel 
problems with dropping the ball as well with those big hands. He could cradle a bowl testicle in his hands. (laughs) (laughs) With one hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Getting back on the subject is is that I I just think uh, this tight end, uh, Nada out of Georgia, at the very least can light a finer on – light a fire under Robert's ass and get him performing uh, and get him on notice. And if he doesn't yeah. perform, then he's Yeah, gone. that's exactly right. Didn't we sign another yeah. tight end uh, in free agency? Big kid from Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Charles Clay. He, right? yeah, no, 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 no. Um, he's like a former quarterback. Yes, Logan Thomas. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Logan Thomas, a guy that right. we tried to get three years ago. I have a feeling he may he, – I have a feeling he might be the third guy. Yeah. But – yeah, it, I could see that. It's like you just saying, this thing is wide open, especially that third tight end spot. Oh, no doubt. Clearly, they're clearly uh, not happy with what Michael Roberts has been doing by right. signing all these well, tight ends. He's unreliable, and that's the worst thing you can be. Hey, and you know what? you got to give Quinn credit. It was our worst position group last year, and he completely addressed that issue this oh, year. Yeah. I mean, in so yeah. many ways. So Now it's a strength. It, it, could, it, it could be, yeah. I hope it is. Well, he screwed it up last year, but by getting rid of Ebron with no plan, you know. You know, I saw a weird thing about that too with Ebron. We we had if we would have cut him earlier, we wouldn't have owed him money or something like that. But then we held him a little longer, and he caught it was like across some threshold, and then we cut him. Oh no, I think we would have got like a a uh, what's it? uh, One of those supplementary, yeah, commissary draft pick. Like, so that was yeah. a weird move all well, around. By well, word, word was that they had a plan to get Gronk, supposedly. And then Gronk threw a wrench into the whole thing when he said he didn't want to be traded. And yeah, he said he would retire plan. rather than be traded. Yeah, yeah, so theoretically, that was the plan, and the plan went awry, and it just okay. went wrong. That's all he could do. Kind of a dumb plan, though, when you have, like, I don't know. I, I, hey. Just because, like, you could have kept him and then saw what the trade happened, you know, and, you know. Yeah. Hey. Well, at least he's making up for it now. Yeah. yeah, I give Quinn credit, man. He, yeah, if they make mistakes, he 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 doesn't worry about that stuff. He fixes it. He gets rid of the guy. He'll go after another. I mean, I re- kind of really kind of like this guy. He, he's not trying to cover his ass all the time like some of these previous GMs. You know, they they're so determined to make a pick pan out to show how brilliant they are. And Quinn's, I think, much more. Uh, likely to let a guy go if he's not working out. So screw this is a bad pick. Let's go get a better one. You know. Well, Ebron he, wasn't he, his pick. No, it wasn't. But I'm just saying, uh, I don't think Quinn gets stuck on those kind of things. He just wants the best guy. Period. And you know, if one guy doesn't work out, I'll get another guy. You know, he's just, he's not gonna. You know what I'm saying? Like Millen and these guys in the past, maybe they they make yeah, a pick and then they live and die by it. You know, because they, they want to show what kind of geniuses they were. I don't think Quinn's like that. I I just think he just he'll do whatever it takes to get the best guy. So I've seen some signs of that. Definitely, definitely. And it, well, well, he doesn't get married to anybody. I mean, Nate, give me nope. an example of of a pick that he He's absolutely single married. Still? He's a bachelor. Ooh. You know what? Tabor. Tees Tabor, the pick that he's. Well, okay, you got an exception <laughs> there that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> The way the Empire uh, uh, Kyle Mecky writes that he got tunnel vision on the guy. Like, he got so focused on him after, like, <coughs> like the what he saw what he could, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, do. And then he just dove deeper into the film till he saw what he wanted to see and make the pick. That's a theory. 
I mean, who knows? But, you know, hey, Quinn's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes, too. But you know what? They, they all they all do. Just hopefully yeah. he makes fewer of them. <laughs> well, it, so, should start, it should start turning this year. I mean, he's been there a while. Uh, Tabor could hopefully come the, up. The winds year. are going to start turning up this year. Oh, I agree. I think it's – I just – I don't think anyone can look at this team realistically and not see that we have a lot more talent on this team now. And I, and I think we got more continuity now in the in the Definitely. coaching aspect, and I just think it's gonna we're gonna start seeing the results pretty soon here. The more yeah, important and, thing is the lack of continuity in offensive coordinator. In my opinion. Yeah. No, we got rid of that. That's yeah. Exactly. And I think Vegas agrees with you. Uh, the Alliance odds uh, for the Super Bowl uh, went from eighty to one to sixty-six to one after the draft. They were wow. one, well, one of four teams whose odds improved after the draft. Get your bets in quick, boys. For those odds get a lot worse. So oh, yeah. did you see the, they they have our wins set at six and a half? Oh, so wow. they don't quite believe in the Lions. I love oh. free money. <laughs> Go the over, baby. Yeah. Uh, the last well, pick of the draft, and this is a fascinating one to me. Um, and I like this pick a lot, at least just from a size potential. 6'4", 334, uh, D-tackle out of Arizona, P.J. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, Rudd Dog, uh, you, you read the story on him. I read the head- headlines, and I know a little bit about it, but you read the whole article if you just want a couple snippets about his uh, life. This guy's had a crazy uh, life growing up. Yeah, he just grew up in a rough and tumble neighborhood where he was lucky enough to have parents that kept him on track, like, Watch friends get gunned down and drive by shootings and witness like have yeah. yeah well he saw five drive by shootings not five friends die but like oh yeah so you know multiple friends die in gang instances and all this and and he had like all this adversity coming up in his career that kept you know he might have been a higher rank prospect but he had like a first kidney one year in college during his career uh like that derailed his career for a while and you know I'm just saying. He, this is the kind of guy who has been kind of forged in the fire, and so he's re- and he and he came out early after only one year at at a major school in Arizona to go pro so he could support his young family. And uh, I don't know, you know, guys like that, you can never count them out. And uh, he's got the size, he's got the tools. Snacks, you know, Snack Harrison was undrafted, so I mean, you know what the potential with stuff like that. He's got them. He could be a beast potentially. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I feel like the, the risk of taking a guy, the reward is higher than the risk on taking this guy, especially late in the seventh round. With and that who better to teach him than snacks? I know they're, yeah. they're very, you know, just big run stuffers up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. I mean, I, I think the fans are going to root for him to oh, yeah. make the squad. And yeah. Snacks was an undrafted free agent, and he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him. So. He's coming into yeah. a dense rotation, though. It's going to be yes. a tough squad to make. It's very I dense. mean, especially. I mean, the one thing going for him is he's the only one with a body type like Snacks. Right. He plays that true nose tackle type mm-hmm. position. I mean, I know, like. A Sean and Deshaun Hand can like do some of that nose tackle stuff in rotation, but they're not the guys you want there on a regular basis. So I mean, yeah, and I read, I read he could play inside and outside too, and he's got so he's got versatility, which uh, Patricia yeah. loves. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I like the idea that for the future too, as far as keeping our rotation going, with, you know, because we're going to lose guys eventually, and you know, if this guy develops, he he can just keep that process going again. And and one more thing, just they keep talking about how we're doing things the Patriots way and stuff. The Patriots always seem to have that big dude in the middle. Vince you know, Wilfork. Uh, Wilfork is the one that most comes to my mind. But uh, Richard Seymour fit. was the big one. 
This guy fits that bill, though. He fits that bill. So, So, yeah, we've we've wrapped up. Those those are the draft picks, and we're getting undrafted uh, free agents in a moment. But I want to get the Blue Kool-Aid drinking crew's uh, final grades overall for the draft. So we'll go around, and Bob, I want you to start. Uh, What is is your grade for the Lions on this draft? Well, Well, we're not grading each pick. We're just grading the whole draft. Yeah. One. Yes. Just – just creating the whole draft. I, I always, I Z, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I always think these draft grades are a little <laughs> silly because, uh, yeah, because I, I, all the all the drafts in the past, I've seen the Lions and they get like an A grade. I'm like, awesome, you know. And then they, uh, nothing, nothing pans out, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. Just, no, I know, I know. But uh, <laughs> it's all, it's all very much an unknown. But, but. It's not what I would have expected to happen in this draft, you know, the way it panned out and, mm-hmm. you know, it's with Tobai and, uh, you know, um, but I, I would give it an A just because it seems like it's what Quinn wants and he's getting, he got the guys you wanted. It seems. Keeps the blue Kool-Aid flowing. So <laughs> yeah, baby. Kool-Aid flowing. I, I'm going an A. I like it, brother. UJ, what are your feelings? All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little more reserved because my, my Kool Aid's running low, but I'm gonna go a B plus. Um, I I like the uh, draft overall. I love the Hawkinson pick, and I like the fact that the Lions think for themselves. They don't go to the the common knowledge. You know they 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 have a plan in place, and and I think they really went after their plan. And uh, I mean, just look at these guys coming down the board. Not only did they fill needs, but they got tremendous athletes. I think some of these guys are really developed. So I, I, I've given it a solid B plus. Obviously, it's to be determined when we see how they play. But uh, I'm going to go with a B plus. Right. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to go with a solid just B. I, I think uh, it's, they're safely in the passing side. You know, the Hawk pick was not what I hoped for, and I had a hard time adjusting to it initially, as I knew I would all along. But, you know, the, the potential there is certainly exciting. And you know what? They just got bigger and more athletic all around, and especially on defense. And I just really – I really think uh, – and they, they like, like you, Jay, said, they, they seem to clearly have a plan, and they're, they're, they're doing, making moves to address it. I, I like the draft overall. B. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to go B as well. I Oh, man, just – I really wanted Cody Ford. I know he went right before the Jelani uh, pick. And that, there was a couple Oklahoma alignments still available that I really liked uh, that we instead went Will Harris and traded up for him. So, I mean, the Lions, like you said, they, had, they clearly had a plan. Um, we, we are not in on those plans, unfortunately, as much as we'd love to see them. But, so that's why I'm going to give it a B because they got the guys they clearly wanted to get mostly. And I really like – I'm going to give them – uh, a little sneak preview here, but I, I'm going to give them a higher grade, I think, of what they did after the draft. As we well, roll in. work, it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about the oh, undrafted. Just to speak to, real quick before we move on, as far as the old linemen, I, I kind of, I think I see what they were thinking because I, I think if they didn't get a guy they really thought was going to be a plug-and-play guy, they didn't feel like drafting him. And I just think uh, – they did. They where they drafted every time. They, they those guys just were never available for them. So, uh, I think I, I I like the direction they went in that regard. But go on. Yeah. 
So uh, let's go over their uh, undrafted free agent list, and we'll we can maybe just talk about each guy, especially if you've seen the name. And uh, Rod Dog, you mentioned him earlier, Trey Lamar, the linebacker out of Clemson. This guy uh, left a... Clemson as a junior, but he is 6'3", 253. So that size of the lines are love at the linebacker. And 79 tackles last season uh, from the national champion Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I like that pick here. I like that pickup because he's a big dude. And, you know, I mean – He's not the fastest dude, but I think in the role he would fit is the very same exact role Tavai will have. Is uh, and he'll probably very much be competing for that spot in camp, trying to get that uh, down. But he comes from a winning program, and and you watch some of his film, and uh, he, he's a pretty uh, a nasty player. He brings some thunder when he hits, and and he gets after it. He's aggressive, and he has a good motor. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and then there was another guy you uh, mentioned earlier as well, wide receiver Jonathan Duhart out of Old Dominion, uh, slot receiver, played with Fulgham in college. Uh, this guy's apparently got some special teams ability. He's taller than Fulgham, too. He's 6'3". I like it. Uh, uh, then there's offensive guard Micah St. Andrew out of Fresno State. So the Lions, uh, you'll see here, uh, targeting offensive linemen more in the undrafted free agent. He's a six-two, three forty-three offensive guard Woo. out of Fresno State. Hey, can I, can I tell you my favorite undrafted? Oh, I know what you're gonna say because I wanted to bring him up, but go on. Bo Bench Whale. Uh, yeah, that's the guy from Wisconsin. I'm telling you, this guy will compete for the starting job. That's the guy I've been excited about, too. I'm yeah. Guys. <laughs> this guy right. had 20 different offers, uh, and he chose the yep. Lions. He chose the Lions. Well, they gave him $143,000. No, that was Ryan no. Pope. Yeah. That was Ryan Pope they gave that to. Ryan Pope out of San Diego State. Well. Right. And a huge dude. Yes. Ryan Pope, 6'7", 320 right, out of San Diego State. The Lions gave him $145,000 salary with a $20,000 signing bonus. Um, Amazing. I believe it was the second biggest uh, undrafted free agent uh, signing. The, I believe the Cowboys gave some wide receiver running back in 2012 uh, $200,000. So the Lions truly a believer in this guy's size. And uh, it brings to mind, before uh, before you get raw dog, I just want to say what this Ryan Pope signing reminds me of. Um, Ladrian Waddle, an undrafted free agent also, who is yeah. 6'6", 315. We this all remember him. Bigger, this guy's bigger than him. <laughs> yeah. And Lager Waddle for the Patriots. Bowl, so, yep. The guy uh, that uh, really intrigues me, though, I don't know if you guys saw this. Donald Parham, wide receiver from Stetson. This dude yep. is 6'8, 243 pounds. And what? he's not slow. Like, it's freaky. Like, I would love to see a guy like that make the team. Can you imagine Stafford, like, throwing up to a guy like that? I mean, you don't have to be open. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And he, yeah, he's barely a tight end uh, <laughs> with that he size. He doesn't move like one, though. He, he, he has some nice speed on film. He was um, – he went to Stetson University. He was an All-American in the FCS. Uh, 85 catches and 13 touchdowns last season. So, that's definitely – In nine somebody. games. In wow. only nine games. How <laughs> crazy is that? That's yeah, that, that's insane. That's definitely insane. Uh, but that Bo Bench, uh, Benchowell guy out of Wisconsin, he was expected to be like a fifth-round draft pick. That's why he's so highly sought after. 
And he played right tackle and right guard uh, for Wisconsin. So he's definitely – and he was a two-time All-American as well. I'm surprised he didn't get more of a, a signing bonus. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad we got him, though. I mean, 20 yeah. offers, we got him. So. I mean, it, it had some nice potential depth or maybe even a future starter at that right guard spot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot uh, of big bodies. Just to go over the rest of the names here, uh, defensive lineman Ray Smith, uh, undersized nose tackle. He played for Paul Pasqualoni at Boston College. Uh, tight end, another tight end, Nate Becker out of Miami of Ohio. Uh, he caught a career-high 13 touchdowns last season. This is just from my notes. Um, Malik Carney out of North Carolina, DN, uh, 12 tackles for loss the last two seasons. A defensive lineman out of Iowa playing uh, against TJ Hawkinson in practice, 6'7", defensive end, had one sack uh, the last two years uh, for Iowa. So not not quite the production you're looking for necessarily. Wide receiver Andre Wilson out of UAB, a small slot receiver, 32 catches last year. Uh, Alex Bookser out of Pitt, uh, uh, Pitt, uh, three-year starter right guard for them and right tackle. And then Mm – Defensive lineman Kevin Strong out of University Texas San Antonio. He uh, D lineman. He ranks second in their history with twenty six and a half career tackles for loss. And then last but not least, cornerback Josh Miller out of Ball State. So, yeah. but we definitely went over the uh, more notable undrafted free agents, and I give this undrafted free agent class an A if we had to give it a grade, just because I'm excited about the potential, especially on the offensive line. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I really, really hope that Tyrell Crosby gets a chance to start at guard still, uh, or at least to to get on the field somewhat, because I think that guy's got a lot of ability, and I don't understand why they don't uh, try to put him at guard. I think they see him as Wagner's future replacement, honestly. That's, that's my what, feeling, too. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but get him on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, is that yeah. two years away? Well, sure. I think he should get first shot at it anyway. I, I agree, yeah. but I don't. I don't think that's the case necessarily. Unfortunately, I think he's going to get that those shots this year. They've. I think I've heard Quinn even throw his name in there, um, in the potential to fill that right guard spot. But like, I, I it still is totally bewildering why he was never even given a shot last year when Kenny Wiggins was your best guy. Like, there's what do we have to lose at that point? Like to give him a shot, you know. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even practice at the position. No. That's a more shocking yeah. thing to me, if anything, but he didn't practice it. Right. I don't know. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited after this draft. Unfortunately, the, uh, the football isn't for another, uh, you know, five months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey uh, guys, can I give you – I just want to give you one takeaway from this draft that I had. All right. Um, just by the strength of the positions they got. I I think that they believe in Brandon Powell for the future. Because they didn't uh, – I just think uh, he's going to be the guy, the, the Tate replacement eventually when, as, a, yeah, maybe. as it goes on. You said the so. Tate replacement, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Danny Amendola. That's what people thought at the end of last year. Well, after the trade last year and that didn't happen. Yeah, but he wasn't ready. That, that was – he was seen as the future, not like immediate plug but and play guy. But don't you think that's what Amendola was uh, signed for? Well, yeah. Probably because he wasn't ready yet. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be starting this year. And then I think Powell's going to be 
worked in there. So, well, it's going to be a take, very we'll heated see. battle. Can, I hope you're right. That's like going to be a – think about how loaded that position is with fighting people fighting for jobs this year. There's going to be a lot of competition. So Definitely. He's going to have to fight just to make the roster again. Yeah. Definitely, right. yeah, because we have Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, Amendola. Those are three guaranteed. And we drafted a new one. Do you think the Lions will carry two or, or two more? Or I guess four wide receivers or five wide receivers on the roster? I think you got to keep at least four because that's a you know, four wide receiver set. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't – five? I don't know. With our tight end group the way it is now, it's, that might chip into it a little bit. Uh, with wanting to make sure our O line's enforced, you know, and you know, in the front seven, it's all gonna, it's gonna be a tight, it's gonna be a tight needle to thread. If I wouldn't count on it, if I was one of those guys, <laughs> you gotta try to win that fourth spot. Yeah. I agree. I think the Lions keep uh, at least active four wide receivers on a given day, and if there is a fifth wide receiver spot, that guy's gotta have some returnability, or uh, he's gonna be inactive every every week in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Z. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Especially with the – it looks like the Lions are gearing up to more of a zone blocking, that, that stretch run type plays that Daryl Bubble likes. Did you even mention T.J. Jones as a – I mean, because he's also in that same group of fighting for that. I mean, there's a lot of freaking guys, and we drafted one. I mean, there's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll make some good conversation during training camp for sure. See how those guys yeah, are absolutely. performing. So well, T.J. Jones is gone, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I I missed that then. He's gone. Uh, you need to, are you sure? Is he? I'm pretty sure. Where did he go? go? He got him there. He's I gone. Look it up, Z. I'm I'm trying to look it up right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gone. Free agency. CJ Jones. Man, I, I'm not finding anything on my initial look here. Oh, it says, yeah. Well, I got a Wikipedia thing where he's currently a free agent. Yep. Oh, I, uh-huh. yeah, I do think you're right, Eric. Yes, yes, you yeah. are correct. He is. Yeah, well, you young Good guys job, should re- read more. Good call, you James. It just happened a little while ago. So. <laughs> uh, well, he he never he was always the guy who was gonna be good and never became good. Yeah, know? he never quite <laughs> broke through. Yeah. Nah, he had opportunities. Hey, I just yeah, have one. Have a few. I just have one comment on this draft. Uh, this one? Um, yeah. Well, sort of sort of a my closing comment on this draft. I don't yep. know if we're ending yet, but I'm I just want to say that, you know, every year the draft is basically the Lions Super Bowl. We live for this because this is where our hope is the highest. And you know, oh, you need some cool. We, we see this new blood coming in, and you know, th- this is like our Super Bowl, man. We live for this. But you know what? That's gonna change, man. Because we're gonna be in a real Super Bowl this year after this season. <laughs> and that's the our Super Bowl is gonna be the Super Bowl. Not the draft. So, I just wanted to throw that out there for all you fans. <laughs> Keep drinking that Kool-Aid, baby. So I think the rest of us, we're already aware <laughs> that the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. But, but thanks. Yeah. For, no, the, the Super Bowl is going to be our Super Bowl. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, right. uh, well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, this, these are... You know, this is the draft recap, the undrafted free agent recap. Uh, and, there, I mean, there's a lot to be excited for. And there's a lot of dull weeks ahead of us. But we will forge on, nonetheless, on this podcast. We'll bring you some good content. 
Is that Big Z I, eating bull testicles? Man, That's happening. We'll hey, if the Lions we'll don't win the Super the, Bowl, I'll eat bull testicles. Put it on the books. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Then we can make um, our pick for who gets the Iron Throne, too. <laughs> don't be like Big Z and then like bet, try to get out of it, though. Yeah, that, I don't know. We got to get this thing happening. Try to get out of it. You got to go to the tape and see what it's I It's happening. Say. No, you're doing it. Just get over it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I, we'll uh, have some good content. We will. We might have to be a little creative at times, but we hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. I don't, I don't have any preview yet because we have to finalize the topics that we're going to discuss. But we'll definitely keep coming to you every week and delivering you the most entertaining podcast out there, especially Detroit Lions podcast. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but we want to thank everybody for listening. If you like what you've heard, um, please share. Please leave a review on iTunes. Uh, we're also available on Spotify, Stitcher, everything. Any platform you can think of, we're available on pretty much. Except SoundCloud. We're not on SoundCloud. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think of that one, so it's all right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but just thank you, everybody. We love that you listen, and we'll keep forging on this offseason as lines prepare for the real Super Bowl run. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, last but not least, as always, go, go. Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor you will keep your fame Down the field and gain A Lions victory Go, Go. in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.